Section 19 of Great Epochs in American History, Volume 1, Voyages of Discovery and Early Explorations. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. Great Epochs in American History, Volume 1. Voyages of Discovery and Early Explorations, 1000 A.D. to 1682, by Francis Whiting Halsey. Section 19. Cartier's Exploration of the St. Lawrence. Part 2. Cartier's Own Account. Upon Thursday, being the 8th of the month, because the wind was not good to go out with our ships, we set our boats in a readiness to go to discover the said bay, and that day we went twenty-five leagues within it. The next day, the wind and weather being fair, we sailed until noon, in which time we had notice of a great part of the said bay, and how that over the lowlands there were other lands with high mountains. But seeing that there was no passage at all, we began to turn back again, taking our way along the coast and sailing, we saw certain wild men, and by and by in clusters they came to the shore where we were, with their boats, bringing with them skins and other such things as they had, to have of our wares, till they had nothing but their naked bodies, for they gave us all whatsoever they had, and that was but of small value. We perceived that this people might very easily be converted to our religion, they go from place to place, they live only with fishing, they have an ordinary time to fish for their provision. The country is hotter than the country of Spain, and the fairest that can possibly be found, altogether smooth and level. There is no place, be it never so little, but it bathes some trees, yea, albeit be sandy, or else is full of wild corn, that hath an ear like unto rye. The corn is like oats, and small peasen, as thick as if they had been sown and ploughed, white and red roses, with many other flowers of very sweet and pleasant smell. There be also many goodly meadows, full of grass, and lakes, wherein great plenty of salmons be. They call a hatchet in their tongue kochi, and a knife bacon. We named it the Bay of Heat. The Saturday following, being the first of August, by sun rising, we had certain other lands, lying north and northeast, that were very high and craggy, and seemed to be mountains, between which were other low lands, with woods and rivers. We went about the said lands, as well on the one side as on the other, still bending northwest, to see if it were either a gulf or a passage, until the fifth of the month, the distance from one land to the other is about fifteen leagues. The middle between them both is fifty degrees, and a terse in latitude. We had much ado to go five miles further, the winds were so great, and the tide against us, and at five miles' end we might plainly see and perceive land on both sides, which there beginneth to spread itself. After we had sailed along the said coast for the space of two hours, behold, the tide began to tame against us, with so swift and raging a course 
that it was not possible for us with thirteen oars to row or get one stone's cast farther so that we were constrained to leave our boats with some of our men to guard them and ten or twelve men went ashore to the said cape where we found that the land beginneth to bend southwest which having seen we came to our boats again and so to our ships which were still ready under sail hoping to go forward but for all that they were fallen more than four leagues to leeward from the place where we had left them where so soon as we came we assembled together all our captains masters and mariners to have their advice and opinion what was best to be done and after that every one had said considering that the easterly winds began to bear away and blow and that the flood was so great that we did but fall and that there was nothing to be gotten and that storms and tempests began to reign in newfoundland and that we were so far from home not knowing the perils and dangers that were behind for either we must agree to return home again or else to stay there all the year moreover we did consider that if the northern winds did take us it were not possible for us to depart thence all which opinions being heard and considered we altogether determined to address ourselves homeward now because upon st peter's day we entered into the said strait we named it st peter's strait in the year of our lord fifteen thirty five upon whitsunday being the sixteenth of may by the commandment of our captain james cartier and with a common accord in the cathedral church of st malo we devoutly each one confessed ourselves and received the sacrament and all entering into the choir of the said church we presented ourselves before the reverend father in christ the lord bishop of st malo who blessed us all being in his bishop's robes the wednesday following being the nineteenth of may there arose a good gale of wind and therefore we hoisted sail with three ships we stayed and rested ourselves in the said haven until the seventh of august being sunday on which day we hoisted sail and came toward land on the south side toward cape robast distant from the said haven about twenty leagues north northeast and south southwest but the next day there rose a stormy and a contrary wind and because we could find no haven there toward the south thence we went coasting along toward the north beyond the above said haven about ten leagues where we found a goodly great gulf full of islands passages and entrances toward what wind soever you please to bend for the knowledge of this gulf there is a great island that is like to a cape of land stretching somewhat further forth than the others and about two leagues within the land there is a hill fashioned as it were a heap of corn we named the said gulf st lawrence his bay the twelfth of the said month we went from the said st lawrence his bay or gulf sailing westward and discovered a cape of land toward the south that runneth west and by south distant from the said st lawrence his bay about five and twenty leagues moreover i believe that there were never so many whales seen as we saw that day about the said cape 
the next day after being our lady day of august the fifteenth of the month having passed the strait we had notice of certain lands that we left toward the south which lands are full of very great and high hills and this cape we named the island of the assumption and perceived to be higher than the southerly more than thirty leagues in length we treaded the said lands about toward the south from the said day until tuesday noon following the wind came west and therefore we bended toward the north purposing to go and see the land that we before had spied being arrived there we found the said lands as it were joined together and low toward the sea and the northerly mountains that are upon the said low lands stretch east and west and a quarter of the south our wild men told us that there were the beginning of saguenay and that it was land inhabited and that thence cometh the red copper of them named cagnides there is between the southerly lands and the northerly about thirty leagues distance and more than two hundred fathom depth the said men did moreover certify unto us that there was the way and beginning of the great river of hakilaga and ready way to canada which river the further it went the narrower it came even unto canada and that then there was fresh water which went so famine upwards that they had never heard of any man who had gone to the head of it and that there is no other passage but with small boats upon the first of september we departed out of the said haven purposing to go toward canada and about fifteen leagues from it toward the west and west-south-west amidst the river there are three islands over against the which there is a river which runneth swift and is of great depth and it is from which leadeth and runneth into the country and kingdom of saguenay as by the two wild men of canada it was told us this river passeth and runneth along very high and steep hills of bare stone where very little earth is and notwithstanding there is a great quantity of sundry sorts of trees that grow in the said bare stones even as upon good and fertile ground in such sort that we have seen some so great as well would suffice to make a mast for a ship of thirty-ton burden and as green as possibly can be growing in a stony rock without any earth at all the seventh of the month being our ladies even after service we went from that island to go up higher into the river and came to fourteen islands seven or eight leagues from the island of philbirds where the country of canada beginneth one of which islands is ten leagues in length and five in breadth greatly inhabited of such men as only live by fishing of such sorts of fishes as the river affordeth according to the season of them the next day following the lord of canada whose proper name was donacona but by the name of lord they called him aguhana with twelve boats came to our ships accompanied with many people who causing ten of his boats to go back with the other two approached unto us with sixteen men our captain then caused our boats to be set in order that with the next tide he might go up higher into the river to find some safe harbor for our ships 
and we passed up the river against the stream about ten leagues, coasting the said island, at the end whereof we found a goodly and pleasant sound, where is a little river and haven, where by reason of the flood there is about three fathoms water. This place seemed to us very fit and commodious to harbor our ships therein, and so we did very safely. We named it the Holy Cross, for on that day we came thither. Near unto it there is a village, whereof Donacona is lord, and there he keepeth his abode. It is called Stadacona, Quebec, as goodly a plot of ground as possibly may be seen. Having considered the place, and finding it fit for our purpose, our captain withdrew himself on purpose to return to our ships. After we were come with our boats unto our ships again, our captain caused our barks to be made ready to go on land in the said island, to note the trees that in show seemed so fair, and to consider the nature and quality of it, which things we did, and found it full of goodly trees like to ours. Also we saw many goodly vines, a thing not before of us seen in those countries, and therefore we named it Bacchus Island. It is in length about twelve leagues, in sight very pleasant, but full of woods, no part of it manured, unless it be in certain places, where a few cottages be, for fishers' dwellings, as before we have said. The next day, being the 19th of September, we hoisted sail, and with our pinnace and two boats, departed to go up the river with the flood, where, on both shores of it, we began to see as goodly a country as possibly can with eyes seen, all replenished with very goodly trees, and vines laden as full of grapes as could be all along the river, which rather seemed to have been planted by man's hand than otherwise. True it is, that because they are not dressed and wrought as they should be, their bunches of grapes are not so great nor sweet as ours. From the 19th until the 8th and 20th of September, we sailed up along the said river, never losing an hour of time, all which time we saw as goodly and pleasant a country as possibly can be wished for. The next day, our captain, seeing for that time it was not possible for our pinnace to go on any further, he caused our boats to be made ready, and as much munition and victuals to be put in them as they could well bear. He departed with them, accompanied with many gentlemen, that is to say, Claudius of Pontbriand, cupbearer to the Lord Dolphin of France, Charles of Pomeray, John Guion, John Powlett, with twenty and eight mariners, and Mace Jalobert, and William Britton, who had the charge under the captain of the other two ships to go up as far as they could into that river. We sailed with good and prosperous weather until the 2nd of October, on which day we came to the town of Hakelaga, Montreal distant from the place where we had left our pinnace five and forty leagues. End of section 19